This episode begins a focus on the taxpayer roadmap, with this episode looking at tax preparation. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. In 2019, the Taxpayer Advocates Service released the Taxpayer Roadmap, and Nina Olson had talked about how she worked with the Taxpayer Advocates Service to develop the roadmap. It was a bit of a lengthy process to give a portable, understandable map to a average taxpayer to be able to show them this is what the United States tax process looks like. Now, it is generally broken up into six sections, and when I taught tax procedure, I had six students, so I assigned for each of them to focus on a different area of the taxpayer roadmap and give a presentation about those areas to the class. So I am going to go through those areas and devote an episode to each of them. The first area is the area of tax preparation. So with this area, the taxpayer is gathering their materials and getting a tax return prepared, that this is what is necessary to start the entire process for working with the IRS regarding a tax year. So to begin with, the taxpayer receives and gathers their tax information. To start out with, the taxpayer gathers personal information. So they need to have a social security number or other tax identification number for everyone included on the tax return. So that would be a social security number or an ITIN for all personal information, each person who will be listed on the tax return. The ITIN is what a person would use on a tax return when they are not able to get a social security number. That is an individual taxpayer identification number. If this would be a business tax return, then they have an employer identification number. So that is like a social security number for a business. You would also need to gather the birth date for everyone listed on the tax return. Then going through, you need income and investment information. So the form W-2, wage and tax statement, bank or financial institution statements, last year's state refund amount, other miscellaneous income records, and then any and all form 1099s. A 1099 miscellaneous if you are self-employed and received over $600 from a client that you worked with. 1099 DIV if you received dividends. 1099 G for government payments. 1099 K, 1099 R, etc. If you are self-employed and have business expenses, then gather those business expense records, quarterly estimated tax payment receipts, 
mileage records, home office expenses, and so on. If you are claiming medical expenses as a deduction, then gather medical expense receipts or other records, charitable donation receipts, other home ownership information such as property tax receipts. Now certainly the taxpayer may turn to different areas if they need answers to tax questions. If they're turning directly to the IRS, they might look at the IRS website on irs.gov. They might call the IRS tax information line, look to IRS forms and publications available through their website. They might go to a taxpayer assistance center to talk to an IRS individual in person. There is tax return preparation help available, tax software of different forms such as the paid services or there is IRS free file that has been available though there has been some controversy on the paid sites that are offering free file software links that seem to divert those low-income individuals to be using the paid software. And then there are outside resources such as books, websites, or podcasts that are provided by third-party sources like this one. Now, for low-income individuals, they may qualify for free tax preparation from a site like VITA, the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. Those are often available at public libraries, different schools with accounting or law tax programs, or other public areas that may provide those. There are also free tax preparation for the elderly at AARP Tax Aid or other sources. So there are different options if a person is low income and needing assistance. Either they might be able to do it themselves through free filing software available on the IRS website or going to a VITA or if they are elderly an AARP or other source. Those are also often listed on the IRS website that there may be links that you have to find on the website, but certainly they get busy during the tax season, so it may be difficult to find that help. Now, generally the tax filing deadline is April 15, though if there is a holiday that the date falls on, it might be pushed back by a day or two, Though this year was different with the coronavirus pandemic, causing the tax deadline to be pushed back to July 15 of this year. But there is always the question of if the taxpayer can file the return by the deadline. So if so, then they would file the return and submit it. If not, then the taxpayer would file an extension for more time. If the taxpayer would owe, then yes, the taxpayer estimates the tax due and submits a payment. If not, they just submit the extension. Now, this year, 
or normally an extension is six months from April 15 to October 15. This year, the extension is for three extra months from July 15 to October 15. Now, I always recommend that a person would file a tax return even if they would owe because there is a hefty penalty for not filing the tax return. So even if you owe and are not able to pay, there is a penalty, but it is much lower than getting both a failure to file and a failure to pay penalty tacked on there. So I would always suggest that an individual file their tax return even when they're looking at a hefty liability. It will reduce what they owe just by getting it filed and then they can look into what their options are with regard to payment. If a tax return files, there are options of filing a return on paper. There are just some times that a paper return might be necessary, such as if there is a conflict with two people claiming a dependent. If that is the case, then it may be necessary to file a paper tax return and the taxpayer would get likely audited or some kind of review if there are two people claiming the same child, but it may just be necessary to file that paper return. Now, this year we have heard about issues with the IRS getting to all of their paper filing, but there are times that it is just necessary. But certainly if you are able to file an electronic return, I certainly recommend doing that because the IRS will process that return faster and things would get taken care of on the tax return faster if you file the electronic return. So when a return gets filed, the paper return goes to a processing station. The electronic return goes through filters. So if it passes, it also goes to the processing station. If not, the return is rejected and the taxpayer would need to address e-filing errors and refile. Overall though, that is the process that the taxpayer gathers their information and submits that either by themselves or with a tax return preparer, submitting it to the IRS either by paper or electronically that hopefully the return is received, processed, and everything was accurate on the return, that the IRS makes their response, that either they make an arrangement based on the liability listed or so send out the refund based on what was listed as a refund on the return. But if there are more issues than that, I will be discussing those in the next five or so episodes based on the other five stages with the IRS. If there is a different episode that is slotted in that may push the conclusion of these six episodes back a little bit, but I do generally plan to hit all six of these 
over that many weeks or so. So I hope this is informative as we take a big picture look at the United States tax system and working with the Internal Revenue Service. And there will get to be more interaction between the departments. So hopefully this will inform you more about the IRS system and what is necessary to work with them. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors, and I hope that you are enjoying this focus on the taxpayer roadmap. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.